0: This Front Row Rugby episode appeared originally on YouTube. Former Springbok captain and legend Nass Buerta joins us today on Front Row Rugby. NAS, a very warm welcome to you. Thanks for the invitation. Let's go back to 1992 as South Africa are returning to international rugby, two test matches against the All Blacks and the Wallabies. What was going through your mind at that time?
1: Being through the whole apartheid era and being a little bit excluded out of international rugby, um, I still believe rugby was quite fortunate in the sense that we did have uh, some international rugby uh, in, in my playing days, um, I can recall in the in 1980, we had like nine internationals, uh, the tour to New Zealand, that, um, you know, however you look at it, it, it was still a tour at the end. But I think it, it was just getting to a point where, as sportsmen, we believe that we deserve better, um, you know. Apart from rugby, uh, it was also the first time um, South Africa went back to the Olympics in Barcelona. So there's so many things. uh, But getting to the rugby side, in a way, as I say, we got away in rugby because we had the Cavaliers in 86. We had two games in uh, 89. In 92, um, we were really excited to play that first game against the All Blacks at Ellis Park. Uh, Of course, there were always going to be uh, indifferences, put it that way, because um, there was still a national anthem that wasn't really uh, very well received. And a week later, we did play the Aussies uh, at Cape Town. But apart from that, it, it didn't really matter. Whatever happened, the most important thing is we were regarded uh, as part of the world of rugby again. And looking back at it, because you asked me the question, looking back, just back at, before 92, I just felt for a number of fantastic rugby players that never, ever had an opportunity. And that's everybody included. I'm not talking certain race groups, I'm talking everybody had an opportunity to wear the springbok jersey. That was very unfortunate. But the most important thing is, then we started in 92. Uh, we played the All Blacks. I thought that day we actually played extremely well. Um, could have, would have, should have. That's irrelevant. It was more, now we're part of world rugby. A week later, the Aussies actually gave us a nice knock back to reality. Uh, only because you know the thing is, we survived on the curry cup uh, for many many years in South Africa. But international rugby, as we all know, it's it's totally a different level. It's it's a mental level that not everybody is up to. Um, and uh, and then of course at the end of that year, we went on that tour to France and to England. Okay, and. Peter, I I must be honest, very, very difficult to uh, that end of that year because of provincialism. Uh, You know, difficult because the only thing that you had in South Africa is you play against each other. Good friendships formed, but it's always rivalries. Always. It's always been part of it. And, you know, and you also sat with Spectators, in the sense that the the Carica, your provincial team, was far more important than the Springbok team, and, and that should never have happened. But it happened because of because of the political situation. So that 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 first tour that that we took to France and England was was extremely difficult, uh, and we were very fortunate. Uh, or I was very fortunate, I'm talking about myself, to be part of that first one. Uh, Being captain wasn't easy uh, because I was actually a little bit, uh, not at the end of my career, but, you know, there's younger players that felt, you know, maybe they should have. Um, I always had an attitude straightforward, you know, we as players don't select teams, you just play. And if somebody else have an opinion, oh, okay, uh, he's good enough. Let's pick him or select him. Then they do that. So uh, that was that was an eye-opener. But, but I always look back at it okay, and say, you know what, somebody had to break the ice. And I was fortunate. And I believe the team that went on that tour, um, all good players, all good players, all deserved uh, to be part of that team, but we were the icebreakers. You know, we went, and I'm going to give you a sh- simple example. We went into a hotel, and I had to go to management and say, "But we can't, we can't let a national team stay in a hotel like this. We just can't." So we had, to, we moved. You know, and and it wasn't really well accepted um, by some people from outside the rugby world. So now you know, if you go to a World Cup, it's it's seven-star, it's not even five-star. But the most important thing is, it had to start somewhere. And as I said, I was very fortunate to be part of that first icebreaker, but it wasn't that easy. To be honest, it wasn't that easy. Some guys from other provinces just didn't gel very well with some of the other teams. But but at the end, I think, and that's where I had respect for every player on that tour, is that at the end, we were there to prove to the world, hey, South Africa is still a power in world rugby. Maybe not the power we are today, because after all that, we won three World Cups already. You know? so um, But I think all players accepted the challenge and appreciated that they could actually show their talent to a lot of people that didn't really know us, to be honest.
0: Noss you were the captain of that team in 1992, is it something that you were expecting to be named skipper? Not really, because uh, before
1: that, uh, at one stage, I was dropped as captain because the message I got is I was just a captain. I just played rugby. You know why? Because I loved it. Going back to my whole career, I would still love to be a baseball player. Rugby was something like, okay, at the end, because of South Africa and being in South Africa. And that's why I went on that little detour to American football and you know, I, I, think, I think rugby was great for me, to be honest. I don't think I was, I can always a in cheek say I was great for rugby, but at least rugby was great for me because I, I've really been around the world because of rugby. I <laughs> met some incredible people because of rugby. Uh, was I one of the better ones? Who gives a damn, to be honest? Who gives a damn? I always look at it and say, hey, as long as I did something that made people a little bit more interested in the game rugby, right I've done my job. That's the way I look at it. I hate this thing where people come and say, oh, this one was better than that one, and let's compare. We're talking different worlds. We're talking different um, I want to say, attitudes, laws, uh, conditions. You know, half Northern Hemisphere is always playing in half decent weather and bad weather. Southern Hemisphere teams normally play in fantastic weather. Now, how do you compare? And that's that's really, that's the way I looked at it. And for me, uh, one day I will look back and say, you know what, It it sounds to me, that I did contribute to make rugby a little bit more interesting. And that's it. There's nothing else to it. If you think I was good enough, I appreciate it. If somebody else think that I was the worst player ever, it's not going to change my life. I saw it as part of my life. I loved it, to be honest. I seriously enjoyed it. I mentioned to you earlier that I met some fantastic people uh, through the rugby fraternity, and that's the end of it.
0: So New Zealand beat South Africa 27-24. I'm interested to know from you afterwards the feeling among the players. Did you guys think that maybe we're not that far away from the top teams? I
1: I, I never even... or That thought never crossed my mind because... The thing is, it was an opportunity to prove to the world maybe we belong in the world arena, rugby arena. That's it. The thing is, uh, and, I, and I think somewhere along the line, I got it right in the sense that we never went out to prove anything. What must I prove to you? You, know, you either like me or you don't. That's as simple as that. If you're a Northern Transvaal supporter in those days, you love me. If you south of the Yixke, that's Joburg, Cape Town, you hated me. So what must I prove? The thing is, and I think that was the attitude of the team. It's let's just go and play. We've got a great opportunity and I can recall some fantastic individual uh, brilliance in that game. Peter Muller, Danny Gerber, you name them, you name them. They, they were there on the day. And I think that's what that's what it was all about. It would have been fantastic to beat the All Blacks. We actually had a great, great opportunity. But uh, no names, I think no names may be better, Drop the ball by actually scoring. Drop the ball. Otherwise, that score line would have been different. But then I can take you back to the 81 one, where I believe that, a very extremely difficult tour to New Zealand where we deserve better, where a referee decided the final outcome of the final international. And we lost that series. We should never have lost that series. But you know, that's rugby. We're going to we can sit here for the next five days and discuss every single Six Nation, Four Nation, World Cup, whatever. And somewhere along the line, we will find something that we can debate. That one bad call, one one bad call, made it a difference in, uh, in the end result. You know. So is that what it's all about No, Because things like that happens. I think rugby is far better today because you score a try and then it's going to a TMO and they really check. I made a joke the other day because there was a try scored. And I think if they used the VAR like they did in soccer, they might have cancelled the try. They didn't do that. And somebody won a, the varsity cup because of a forward pass. So all those things happen. But I think I think everyone in the 92 era will look back and say, you know what? We were part of something special. It is special to play Springbok. Let me be very frank about that. But we were the first guys to break the ice. And as I mentioned to you earlier, not very easy.
0: And then a week later, at a very wet Newlands, as I recall. very wet Newlands. Australia, the then world champions, handed out a bit of a hiding, 26-3, what was the feeling in the dressing room like after that?
1: We can look at it in in, in very different ways. Uh, <clears throat> no excuses, no excuses, because sportsmen should never. Okay, you play whatever is on the other side of the field, and that's it. Okay, if you're not prepared, it's not their fault. Okay, I think it was. The All Black game made sense. I think, I think in the way we lost against the All Blacks. And don't take anything away from the All Blacks. I'm not going to say to you today, hey, hey, hey." we've been better than the All Blacks on that day. We had an opportunity, listen carefully, we had an opportunity to beat them maybe on the day. But I think the Aussie game should have been just a week later. Because remember now, you, we, we, we're just talking emotion here. You know, and you know and I know. In a team talk, you can, you can really motivate guys for what? First 20 minutes, first 30 minutes. Unfortunately, the game is 80 minutes. And to be honest, the Aussies came out and they did play, I believe, in conditions that we did play. We didn't manage the conditions that well. They did extremely well, but they just had a fantastic game. They really, David Kempisi, Willie Offengawa, you named it, Nick they just had a great, great team at that stage. And they put us into place, you know, because let's be fair, we've been out of world rugby. It doesn't matter if you play one or two internationals. You think you think that Apart, I think apart from Osterant and uh, Franstein, I had the longest career springbok-wise. So I think I'm third and I only played 28 internationals in 12 years. If you play 12 years now, you, you play around about 140 internationals. Now, just take the experience from 28 to 140, 120, 100, 90. Just take that, and I think I think rather rather give more credit to New Zealand and Australia for the way they played against us. Then you give a lot of credit for the Springboks to actually match up and showed something against two of the better teams
0: then in world rugby. And then after that, off to Europe for a tour. Two tests against the French, one against England. And we've beaten France in that first test match, 2015. What was the atmosphere like in the dressing room after?
1: I don't think one of amazement, because as I said to you earlier, I think it was a good team leaving South Africa. The most important thing was is to get the right mix, uh, to put a team on the field, to beat France. Um, And we did. We played extremely well in the first test. Uh, After that, uh, and I did get a little bit of a hiding because of some comments I made. After that first test, they never made it easy for us. Never. They made it as difficult as possible for any team to settle and maybe win the second test. And then also the one lock uh, broke his hand in, I think, first 10, 15 minutes. And I think at the end that that sort of cost us a little bit. But, but I think, you know, we can be very smart and I can give you whatever. I think at the end, to go on the first tour... Um, Questionable, some of the meals that we did receive, okay. Or for them, it's a good meal for us. <laughs> no, okay, no, no, okay. Things like that. Uh, training field, there, scrum machine about 10 miles away. Then we say, no, no, but we need the scrum machine. Then they say, okay, then the scrum machine will be there, but then it's there, <laughs> okay. So, very difficult. Okay, so at the end, I think the biggest of my of ninety two, the biggest disappointment was the way we lost against England because I thought we actually played much better against England. Uh, we had a good game. England was also a very good side, you know that in ninety two they had a very good side, but I I just felt we should have got a little bit more out of it. Okay, but then uh, and as I said to you earlier, no names dropped. Whatever, walk past a hotel room and an ex or a coach of the of his provincial side sitting with all his provincial players in a room discussing what I'm asking the question. What? What are they discussing? It's a national team. You know, and I've, I believe some of the players felt, you know, they should be in the team and not some of the other guys, and that's why I say doesn't matter how you look at it. It's it, it was a difficult one, okay. And maybe winning the first one um, put us into a little bit, you know, we we came here to do something. Now we did that, okay. What's the next? Step? now you need to get me to the next step and the next step so um, I, I think in a way you have to look at 92 in a bigger picture not only the record, not only results you have to look at that everybody that went on that tour contribute to make us proud I think yes everyone did all the players did I can't point my finger at one player Was there influence maybe from outside that tried to play a part to, I don't want to say to confuse because I don't think it's the right word, but let's keep it like that. But some of the players thinking whatever, I think yes. Okay. Uh, It was definitely not the most unified team, but but Everybody accepted the responsibility. As long as you're on the field, you do your job. And I still believe all the guys did that.
0: Next time on Front Row Rugby, we'll continue this fascinating conversation with former Springbok captain Nars Boerter. Make sure you don't miss it.